Let's go to our beloved Ustad who's with us. I know everyone uh, they get interested listening to the program this part of the morning, the QA, our little QA with our beloved Ustad Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein. Hafidahullah. 0847863132. That's our WhatsApp number. Ustad being the 15th of Rajab 1440. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum Arafat They were missing you last night Mawlana That's why they sent so many messages Allah Ta'ala give you complete shifa And Allah Ta'ala make everything easy for you and the family as well Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem Amma bad All praise due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Today we focus on chapter number 56, Surah Al-Waqiyah. This chapter and surah was revealed in Makkah Mukarramah and comprises 96 verses. <coughs> The hadith of Abdullah the Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala and who is famous when he was ill. Then the Sahaba came and visited him and they said that Sayyidina Usman said radiallahu an, I want to assist you and you have daughters. He said, don't worry. I heard Nabi alayhi salatu salam say that if people read <coughs> Suratul Waqiyah at night, whether it be after Maghrib or after Isha, lam tusibhu faqatun abada, then poverty will never afflict them. So therefore, I am not concerned. So therefore, we should make it part of our routine that after Maghrib at night or after Isha, before we sleep, we read Surah Al-Waqiyah and in that way, inshallah, we know people are living in difficult times. So many people unemployed, retrenched. So inshallah, Almighty Allah Jalla wala, will bless us with abundant risk and sustenance and provision. In this surah and chapter, Almighty Allah Jalla wala, speaks of three categories of people. إِذَا وَقَعْتِ الْوَاقِعَةِ When that event unfolds and takes place, and that is the day of justice. لَيْسَ لِوَقَعْتِهَا كَاذِبًا Nobody can refute it, reject it when it unfolds. Kiamat is coming. Who can say it's not coming? How death approaches a person. So that is the micro. And Kiamat is the macro. خَافِذَةُ الرَّافِعَةِ we ourselves, we consider certain people to be non-entities and we think that we are the superior ones. Almighty Allah states, Many people would be debased, relegated, although in this world they were considered as important people. Rafia, many people were considered non-entities. On the day of justice they will be elevated, their rank status will be elevated. Almighty Allah states, وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثًا Everything shall perish, and there will be three groups of people. فَأَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ The people who receive their book of deeds in their right hand. وَأَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ The people who receive the book of deeds in their left hand, they are the failures. 
وَسَابِقُونَ And those who are the first and the foremost, the highest, highest stage. So that is the Anbiya and the messengers, peace be upon them, and few other people. أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ So those are the nearest. فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ In the highest stages of Jannah, the Jannah and paradise of everlasting bliss and prosperity. ثُلَّةٌ مِّنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ Many people from the previous nations وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنَ الْآخِرِينَ And few from the latter generations. Then all Allah speaks about the bounties and favors they will enjoy. They will be on their beds. They will be there reclining. And they will be drinking, eating. There will be no intoxication, no headache, no aftermath, nothing, all that. They will enjoy the fruits and everything. And وَحُورٌ The beautiful damsels of Jannah. Though people will be in the best of best places. وَأَصْحَابُ الْيَمِينِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْيَمِينِ They will be in such places. وَطَلْحِمْ مَنْدُودِ Where the bananas are all stacked up. And bananas not of this world. They are of Jannah and Paradise. وَظِلِّمْ مَمْدُودِ And there will be extended shade for them. وَمَاءٍ مَسْكُوبِ And abundant water flowing for them. وَفَاكِرَةٍ كَثِيرًا Wonderful, beautiful fruit. لَا مَقْتُوعَةُ وَلَا مَمْنُوعَ Not confined to a certain season, but all the time, and they're not prohibited. So it shows they will have the beautiful damsels with them of Jannah. Every time they fulfill the conjugal rights with them, فَجَأَلْنَاهُنَّ abkara. Allah will make them virgins again and again and again. Uruban atraba, And remember, they'll be loving, they'll be the same age. لِأَصْحَابِ yamin. I just received news before coming down here to the studio. In Newcastle yesterday, there was a hailstorm and a lot of damage. So wherever we are, O Ummah, let us beg all, Mighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, for izzat, afiyat, siha, Ya Allah, grant us safety, comfort. Fallahu khayrun hafidah. O Ummah, O people, read, Allah is the best of protectors. Wa huwa arhamur rahimin. He all, Mighty Allah, is the most merciful one to show mercy. Allahumma aminna fi utanina. Ya Allah, give us safety, security in our towns, in our cities, in our countries. Then the people who receive the book of deeds in their left hand, they are the failures. They will be dispatched to the hellfire, and that will be the boiling, boiling hot water. And they were the people who led a life of luxury, and they were arrogant and proud, not prepared to accept the truth, and they despised and looked down upon the Muslims. So all Allah says, فَمَالِئُونَ مِنْ هَلْبُتُونَ From the tree, the zakum tree, the thorny tree, the pungent smell, you're going to fill your belly with it. فَشَارِبُونَ شُرْبَ And they will drink from that boiling water like how the camel, the thirsty camel drinks. He means the thirsty camel. This is a sickness some camels undergo. They keep on drinking, but their thirst does not get quenched. All Mithya Allah ask some rhetorical questions. Does water you are drinking, did you send it down from the clouds or did we send it down? 
So obviously, Almighty Allah sent it from the clouds. So Almighty Allah is teaching us lessons. This farming you do, is it you doing it or are we developing it and giving you the crops and the harvest? Almighty Allah teaches us about the glory of the Quran Sharif. La yamassuhu illa mutahharun. None should touch it except in the state of cleanliness. So when we touch the noble Quran, we must be in the state of wudu. Yes, nowadays with the smartphones and iPads and iPhones, if you retouch it without wudu, it is permissible because of the screen and so forth. So the people who are in the higher stages, they will enter into the mercy of Almighty Allah and Jannah. The people who are Ashabul Yameen, they will be receiving Jannah as well. And the people who died without Iman and Islam, they will be sent to the hot, hot boiling water, Jahannam, that is the furnace and the fire of Jahannam. So that is the truth and we believe in it. May Almighty Allah grant us Jannatul Firdaus and protect us from the fire of hell. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. 15 minutes after 5 Central African time. It's a beautiful Friday morning, which is today the 15th of uh, Rajab 1440, which is also the 22nd of March 2019. I see I've got a very big request this morning for our Honorable Ustad, and this is Brother Talal from all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. I received the message right now, Ustad, about 7 minutes ago. Uh, Brother Talal requesting if when can Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein Hafizahullah Mulana Arafat make dua for the people in the Christ Church in New Zealand. So I'm going to ask Ustad baby, inshallah, if we could give him last 10 minutes or 15 minutes of the program today or maybe Monday or Tuesday, whenever. Ustad, you want to record the dua, uh, you must make dua for the people uh, of Christ, Ustad. Inshallah, what we will do in the last five minutes of today's program, it is the day of Jumu'ah. Jumma Salat has already been performed there in New Zealand and the mass janaza already took place and they have buried their near and dear ones. Now they know that the media, everybody will turn to other stories and the reality will sink in now. Mm. Yes, Brother Talal, inshallah, in the next 13 minutes, that is half past five South African time, 4.30 your time, inshallah, we'll make dua. You can send the message out to the people day in New Zealand and you know my programs there on Radio Tarana you can listen to that as well inshallah and inshallah that we will make dua for all the people of New Zealand and the Ummah at large. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan brother Talal of course your people can record the dua and send the dua out. Brother Talal requesting uh, for Mufti to do the program, uh, the dua on our program Safina to Ilal Jannah Hussain, I'm reading a question says here uh, Assalamu alaikum Mufti Sab. Can a woman who is in the state of istihada, bleeding due to illness, perform tawafu ziyara? Ustad. Remember that a lady who is in menses, in a hayth, for her the salat is waved off and she cannot perform umrah, hajj, tawafu ziyara, anything. That is hayth and menses. 
But a lady in istihada, remember that is, that uh, you got your menses and it's finished. For example, you took your ghusl, you took your compulsory bath, and thereafter, three, four days, five days, you started bleeding again. So remember, in a case like that, we will say that you are tahira, like a clean lady. The only thing will be for every first salat, every compulsory salat, you will have to perform a fresh wudu. So when you are in istihada, yes, you perform your tawafu ziyara, you perform your umrah, you perform your hajj, all that is fine, there's no problem. Husband-wife relationship also is permissible. I'm not speaking of ihram now, in normal cases. So these are the questions people ask. So always remember when you are mustahada, a lady experiencing that illness, meaning that she is experiencing the bleeding, spotting, and it is not a menses, so she will be considered as a lady that's clean and she can touch the Quran, she can read, she must read Salat and she can perform a Tawaf and all these type of things. But for Salat, she has to perform for every first Salat a fresh wudu. Hmm. Subhanallah. Ustad, we go to Abu Dhabi. Yesterday, this question was posed regarding what is Riyadh Salihin. Is this authentic, Ustad, Brother Zahid? Yes, Brother Zahid, Allama Nawawi Rahimumullah, that he is considered A'alam bi Madhabi Shafi'iyah. So remember, he wrote the book, Riyadu Salihin, excellent book. Allah Ta'ala has accepted it for centuries. And we find today the brothers in Dawud and Tabligh in the Arab world, Arab countries, they read it. And our Honorable Ustad, Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, also wrote a ta'aliq on it, a short commentary and notes on it. So he Yes, excellent book, Tariyadu Salihin, the gardens for those, the pious people. So yes, read it, my brother Zahid, excellent kitab. Jazakumullah khairan Ustad, yes, 084-786-3132. Someone is asking Ustad, one of my staff is getting married uh, and has invited me. This is from Maputo. She is a Christian and the wedding will be in a hall. Can I go just to wish them well, then leave Ustad? No, you cannot go because there will be music there, there will be videos there, there will be intermingling there, the food also will not be halal and unlawful. They will have maybe alcohol, wine, dine and swine. So, so many things there will be un-Islamic. So, yes, it is your staff, so you just send her a nice present. Tell her this is your bonus. You understand? You're paying her 100,000 metikesh, so give another 100,000 metikesh. So that is your currency day in Maputo, Mozambique. So give her some gift, give her some bonus and so forth. So that is what you should do. But physically for you to attend, not permissible. Ustad, a brother states that one cannot make Isail Thawab for someone else. Kindly provide some proof from Quran and Hadith, which I may forward to him, Ustad. Remember, those are the Salafis, some of them of this day, they say you can't make Isali Sawab. We reject it totally. The Quran Kareem tells us you can do so. The Ahadith Mubarakah tells us you can do so. Imma Arba'a, the four schools, tells us you can do so. The Quran Sharif tells us, رَبَّنَا اغْفِلْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers. Today the reckoning will be established. Surah 14, verse 41. So to make dua for the deceased is mentioned in the Quran itself. 
Surah 59, verse 10. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive us, forgive our brothers, sisters who passed away before us with Iman. So to make dua for the deceased that everybody accepts, even the Salafis, they accept it. So that is number one. And inshallah, I'll be going to Heidelberg today for one reason is this, mm. that after Jummah, I'll go to the graveyard and to read for my parents, my brothers, brother-in-law, all of them cousins who have passed away. So, and everybody, mashallah, so in that way there, that we make that special, special dua for our deceased. We can never forget them. Number two, to make the sadduq, that you give charity in cash or kind for your deceased. So that also is totally permissible. Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu remembered that his mother passed away. He came to Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Inna umma Sa'adin qad My mother passed away. So what must I do, ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The master alayhi wa sallam said, Al-ma' water. So fahafara bi'iran, he dug up a borehole, a well, and he dedicated it to his mother. Fahadihi li umma Sa'ad so open Mishkachari if you will find so charity in cash or kind so totally permissible number three this is where the Salafis go wrong so they say you can't read Quran I'm reading now Quran and I say for my father mother the whole ummah they reject it we reject what they say and they are break their dalil and evidence from their own book till today they can't answer therefore today's Salafis I'm speaking of today's I'm not speaking of their ulama I speak of the public majority they don't know what is Sharia and so forth very few of them understand properly they just you know hop around so you must remember that Iqra Yaseen Ala Mawtakum the hadith is mentioned on Ma'akil bin Yasar radiallahu anhu's authority the Sahabi the hadith is mentioned in Musnad Ahmad Abu Dawood Ibn Majah Iqra Yaseen Ala Mawtakum so must we accept this or must we accept what you are saying or your alim or your sheikh is saying obviously we reject what you are saying now they say no that this is not authentic and so okay Sheikhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah celebrated student is Ibn Qayyim al Jawziyah. Hmm. Ibn Qayyim al Jawziyah rahimahullah wrote a book called Kitabul Ruh. In that book, there on the journey of the soul, so you will find on page 17 this incident. One day, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal went to the cemetery graveyard. He heard a person reading Surah Yasin. He asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm reading. He said, don't read. He read the hadith. And he asked him, you heard it yourself? He said, yes. He said, go and read it. Ibn Qayyim, your biggest sheikh, has mentioned it in Kitabul Ruh. So remember that you also are in the wrong year. So we, the A'imma, Arba'a, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis, we all accept it. So whether you're making Tawaf, you're making Umrah, all these type of things, so you make for the for the people who have passed on, it's totally permissible. There's no problem with that. Mm. So we say totally permissible. I gave you Dalail and evidence from Quran, from Sunnah, for schools. So remember, they Therefore, stick to Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah according to the Sahaba, the Quran Sharif, the Sunnah Mubarakah, the Sahaba, and the four schools and the Awliyaullah, and that is Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Mm, subhanallah. Uh, Ustad, we go to this is Nani's sister. Remember Nani that passed away from Dandi? She says, uh, Mulana Arafat, just a request to Mufti Sab, if uh, you could please put 
uh, your program every morning on podcast. That is you and Mufti Sab on. Uh, Usa, do we have uh, every morning? Yes, uh, this thing every day we put it every day. Just send me nani nani sister. Send me uh, WhatsApp and we send it out every day. I send it out. There's half an hour of hours every day I send out. So remember, it goes on my Twitter account and that is at ak hussein a k h o o s e n and it goes out on my WhatsApp as well zero seven one triple eight one one eight four. So in that way, you can receive it as well. No problem. Ustad, let us go to uh, Sister Natasha all the way. She says, uh, my mentor, senior teacher Mufti, good morning. Hope you well. Uh, Mr. Arafat, finally, I got my sister to tune in and listen to your program. She is one of your biggest fans now. This is Sister Natalie, uh, Sister Natasha's uh, sister. Uh, she wants to ask her, Ustad, she says, yesterday I asked you people, why did Prophet Muhammad marry so many women? Today, Sister Natasha, she's posing the question. She's asking that, why did the Prophet Muhammad marry a nine-year-old if she was not nine how old was she teacher mufti isn't in today's times they will say this is child molesting Mustad, sister natasha from lakefield thank you very much sister natasha for spreading the word of truth to your sister natalie and now sister natalie you have to spread the word to everybody mm. else also in your circles Okay, to our listeners who want to get all these podcasts and so forth, just go to our websites and even there you will find it. Those of you who know how to use, you know, the computers and the smartphones and what have you, www.markazsahaba.com. So that's our website. All these podcasts are there. Alhamdulillah, in your leisure time, for the pleasure of Allah, you can listen to it. And my website is www.muftiakhosen.net. So there you will find all the information. Coming to your question, Sister Natasha, Sister Natalie. Yes, it's true that Mustafa, Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon him, that he lived with Hazrat Aisha, our mother, and she was nine years old. She was the only virgin and so forth. Now, I told you, Sister Natasha, when we ask questions, then we must not be selective. We must look at things from holistically all perspectives. So three answers I give you. Number one, if there was an objection on Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha, then the people that who should have objected on this the most should be the enemies of Islam, that is Abu Jahal and Walid bin Muhira and all these people, they were alive at that time. And remember, these are the people who were looking for every excuse, but nobody objected. So it shows that it was something rife and rampant in the Arab world at that time that a person could marry someone young. Leave that for a little while, Sister Natasha. I tell you of my family. Hmm. You must remember, I'm speaking of this century year. So if you go to my grandfather, great-grandfather, all of them, you know when they got married? So the day they were born. So the father would say of the daughter, then the mother and the father of the boy would say, the father of the girl would say, your daughter is going to marry my son. My son would get married to your daughter. 
The marriage would not take place the day they were born, but they would promise one another and they were honorable people. And then as soon as they got matured, 12, 13, 14, so remember they would get married. So people were going to school and they had children. So this is in our family. So you must remember this. So in Islam, Sister Natasha, we say that a lady, a girl becomes mature at the age of nine. That is the earliest. And you can see nowadays that girls are giving birth at the age of 10 and so forth. And a boy, the earliest, he becomes mature at the age of 12. So look at the Arabs at that time and the enemies. None of them objected. Number two. Why did Mustafa Habibuna marry Hazrat Aisha when she was so young? If you study Hazrat Aisha's father, Hazrat Abu Bakr, whatever was humanly possible, he did everything. He gave all his wealth, he gave all his time, he made all the sacrifices. Therefore, he is the greatest person to walk on this earth after all the messengers. And in Quran, he is called Thaniyas Nain, the second of the two. Mm. So Mustafa sallallahu marries his daughter to elevate him and to elevate his daughter. The master sallam's rank is already elevated. In Islam, somebody does you a favor, so you also do a favor. So in that way, the master sallallahu alayhi it was the greatest day for Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, the father-in-law, that his daughter is marrying Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Third one, we must remember that today the West, the Orientalists, they say that pedophilia and what and what child molestation, to use your word, you must remember that is when there is no permission, like what's happening now in the church and all that, that they are giving them their sons and then the priest gets busy with them. So yeah, there's a proper marriage done in front of everybody. The lady gives permission, uh, the father gives permission, the family are elated. So to apply that law yeah, is totally out of place. And if you study hadith, the sayings of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa the messenger of Islam, she, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha, reported 2,210 hadith. So with the command of Almighty Allah, the masterpiece be upon him married, Aisha radiallahu anha, so that she will become the greatest scholar. As far as the hadith goes, she will tell the ummah and inform humanity and posterity for posterity what happened in the household and so forth so these are the reasons we need not be apologetic but we just need to be fair and in that way we will understand islam properly may almighty allah show us the truth sister natasha brother marvin sister natalie and everybody else now let us raise our hands and make dua for our brothers sisters children in christchurch new zealand and all parts of the world alhamdulillah رب العالمين اللهم لا أحصي ثنان عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لك الشكر كله ولك الحمد كله ولك الملك كله بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم واعف عنهم ووسع مدخلهم وأكرم نزلهم ونقهم من الذنوب والخطايا كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم ارزقهم جنة الفردوس اللهم ارزقهم جنة الفردوس اللهم حاسبهم حساب 
عذابه يسيرا الا من كانوا محسنين فزد في احسانهم وان كانوا مسيئين فتجاوز عن سيئاتهم ربنا اغفر لنا ولاخواننا الذين سبقونا بالايمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين امنوا ربنا انك رؤوف رحيم ربنا اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا اللهم من احييته منا فاحيا الاسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفوا على الايمان اللهم نور قبورهم اللهم اجعل قبورهم روضه من رياض الجنه اللهم اجرهم من عذاب النار اللهم اجرهم من عذاب القبر اللهم توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا خير الرازقين اللهم انقلهم من ضيق اللحود الى جناتك جنات الخلود في سدر مخدود وطلح ممدود وذل ممدود يا غفور يا ودود قال الله تعالى في شان حبيبي ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم لا تحرمنا اجرهم ولا تفتنا بعدهم واغفر لنا ولهم يا ايتها النفس المطمئنه ارجعي الى ربك راضيه مرضيه فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وارنا مناسكنا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين امين امين